Marge and Lynn and I have prayed through for the upcoming year. We are going to be praying for Lion of Judah on a regular basis every Friday. And I know that there are a lot of people who can't be online with us, and that's fine, which is why we're passing this out so that you can pray during the week or you can pray on Friday. You can pray whenever the Spirit moves you. But just so that we are united in prayer. And it occurred to me that I don't know that we've ever in the last, I don't know, season of time had a specific time and a specific prayer request for Lion of Judah. For three years, we've been praying for our nation, for our government, for the ecclesia. We've been praying for um, other congregations. We did that for lead, in the month of Elul. We prayed for the congregations in our area for revival. And so now we are going to pray for Lion of Judah. And um, this, we had kind of decided on this probably back in November, early December. And so we were praying and asked the Lord for, you know, a prayer strategy. And then it just kept coming. All of the, um, the things that we could pray for for our congregation. We have an hour to pray, 7 to 8 every Friday morning. And uh, we started yesterday. So what I want to share with you is that... Um, December 4th, I was visiting uh, my sister and her husband in Virginia, and I went with them to their, I, I was there for the weekend, and I went with them to their church service. They belong to a Baptist church, wonderful, wonderful pastor, a heart of, of just a servant's heart, a real, you know, pastor's heart. And during the announcements, I was listening to him, and he was sharing the lineup of upcoming events. Now, it wasn't everything that was going to happen in that particular week, but just what was going to be happening over, you know, the holiday season. And so he was listing the children's ministry and the youth group and the women's ministry and the men's ministry, and I'm sitting there, and like, oh, I was all sad. And I said, Lord, why not us? <laughs> you know, we, we had, we still have a, you know, a very viable Shabbat school. We have children who faithfully attend. Um, we, we are kind of missing some demographics like youth for a youth group, college and career people for a college and career group. But we do have a women's ministry, and Joyce has faithfully served as the leader, the coordinator of the um, women's ministry. And, you know, her knee's been given her problems for a long time, but she is healed in Yeshua's name. And so she, she's ready to, um, to organize some uh, meetings for the women. And um, we do need a coordinator for the men's ministry. So what, what I want to tell you, which, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, Lord, um, let this be us. And then I so very clearly heard in my spirit these words. And they're not very biblical. God didn't speak a scripture to me. You know what he said to me? If you read the first paragraph, you know what he said. If you build it, they will come. 
If you build it, they will come. And I understood what he meant. It wasn't to come home and start organizing these groups. It's to build it up in prayer. To build it up in prayer. You know, there's a lot of... You, you, can, you can get any number of books that will kind of teach you how to get a building program, how to get people to come to your congregation. But I think you got to start with prayer. You pray these things into being. We pray the things that are not as if they already are. That is how Abraham believed, believed God and received the promise. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to build it up in prayer and believe that the people will come. We will have youth for a youth group. We will have college and career kids for a college and career group. We will have a leader of a men's ministry. We will have viable ministries that people will come and they will be prayed into existence. So the other thing, and I don't want you to get nervous, I'm not going anywhere. God hasn't called me to do anything different, not at this point in time. And you have to know that probably every year or maybe every other year or so, I always have a time where I get quiet before the Lord and I ask him, if it's still his will for me to continue in this position. So this is where I am. And um, last week, I, I think I told you, well, it's two weeks ago now, um, Rabbi Kokeb from Ethiopia, well, Ethiopia, Israel, and Colorado, um, had called me. We had a very nice uh, discussion. And he, you know, we prayed for each other. And in the course of our prayers, he prayed that God would provide someone for me to mentor to be the next leader of Lion of Judah. And I'll tell you, that resonated with me. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but we should be praying for the next rabbi, the next leader of our congregation. So um, that's on our list. And one of the important things, it's like the third paragraph, it's one sentence and this is my heart, and this is our prayer, is that every ministry that we will have will be for the purpose of bringing glory to God. It's not going to be about increasing our numbers. It's not going to be about anything we could do. It's going to be about glorifying God. And I truly believe if that's our heart's desire, God will bless. And... Well, let's just say that. If we sow into this in prayer, God will bless. And for all of those who are part of any ministry in Lion of Judah, this, came, this scripture came to me yesterday as we were, began praying for our congregation. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to, and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord. You're not serving people here. You're not serving the people that will come through the door. You're serving the Lord. And that in itself 
is able to change our heart, change our perspective, and change our attitude. <coughs> Excuse me, I need some water. So, <coughs> what I'm going to do is um, just read quickly through this. And I'm going to give you an opportunity. To, I think they're very straightforward, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to raise your hand and say, could you clarify that? What do you mean by that? If it's as straightforward as I think it is, I think we can just go through this. And as I said, if you can't join us on Friday mornings, that's fine. Pray at home. Pray Friday night. Pray Thursday night. It doesn't matter. Just let's be united in our prayer for what God can do in us, in our hearts, and in this congregation. So the top of the list is LOJ in general. For growth, for revival, for the presence of God even more strongly in our midst. For fresh fire, fresh vision, and fresh anointing. Melissa, you probably didn't know that was on the list. <laughs> Melissa prayed for that this morning. Fresh passion for God and his kingdom. Then, those are the two priorities in our prayer for Lion of Judah. Then we pray for the rabbi and the elders, the next leader of Lion of Judah. It'd be nice to have a music ministry, to have live worship. But you know what? I am always amazed at the power and the anointing in this music. And you know, when I was at that Baptist church, they do the same thing. And it's the same power and anointing. When it's worship to God that comes from the heart... It could be a record player. A record player from back in the 60s can have the same anointing as live worship. So, you know, but if it be God's will, for any additional ways we could serve the community. And when I say additional, this is a, this is a big ministry. Um, and I've t right across the river, the soup kitchen, this is a big ministry because I've seen everybody walk in with something for those boxes. And so maybe there are other ways that we can serve. For additional people for setup, we need young people for setup. Um, not for nothing, but everybody that sets up is over 65. Um, and <laughs> Richard. Define young? Define young? <laughs> Well, I think our group, our group is pretty young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for this building, we are so thankful for this building. We are thankful for the, the board of elders here because they have been so generous and so kind to us. They have extended our time here, time after time, and never sent us a bill, never asked for more rent. Um, they are, it's just a blessing, and I know, as you probably all do know, that Dr. Eberhardt is behind that. He, um, he affirms our ministry, and it's a blessing. For a building, should it be the will of God. For volunteers for events, especially for a hospitality crew, um, the same people that set up every day also, if we have an Oneg, they set up the Oneg. It'd be nice to have a crew just for the Onegs. And then, of course, for mentoring the younger generation. Any questions there? Pretty straightforward, right? Okay, Shabbat school. For each individual child by name that we have now. For any visiting children. For the children yet to come, those who will stay. And for all of the teachers, I've listed them there. Melissa's our Shabbat school coordinator. 
Kathy, Joyce Greenockle, Megan, and Carrie are our other Shabbat school teachers. And please pray for additional teachers. Anybody need clarification there? For the youth group, for the provision of leaders, for the provision of young people, and for creative ways the young people can serve the community. You know, I, I was talking to a couple of people um, the, in the past couple of weeks, and you know, youth group is not like we remember it. When my kids went to youth group, you remember playing Foursquare? Anybody remember playing Foursquare at youth group? Nobody? Not in youth group? Okay, so it was even before your time. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you know, we believe for one. We got one. Okay. And we're just going to pray for creative ways that, you know, Daniel by himself can serve the community. And who knows, there may be people who are in his class or neighborhood who are provoked to jealousy because they see how he's serving the community. College and career group, it's pretty much the same, um, the same list for a provision of leaders, provision of young adults, and creative ways that the young adults can serve the community. And then if you'll flip over your page, two more, the women's ministry. As I said, Joyce is our coordinator. Um, pray for upcoming gatherings and for outreach ideas. And for the men's ministry, we need a leader or coordinator for the men's ministry. Ideas for get-togethers for the men and for ways that men can serve the community. So um, this, of course, is not a comprehensive list, but it's a good place to start. And I, I'm trusting that, I, I don't know how we'll work it. Marge is our prayer coordinator, and whether we take a couple of these areas each Friday and just alternate them through the month. Uh, we're certainly not going to pray through every area every Friday. That's a, a big undertaking. And we'll pray as the Spirit leads. It's not like you have to keep to the script. If God puts something on your heart that has to do with, like, LOJ in general, then, you know, Baruch Hashem, we can pray for that. It's not like you, okay, this and this only. No, we, we I know you all know, we flow by the Spirit. As the Spirit leads us, that, that will be how we pray. But for now, I am believing the word that the Lord spoke to me. You know, you, you, well, I don't want to say you know it's the Lord when it's out of left field. If you build it, they will come. I mean, it's like I could think of so many other scriptures that maybe the Lord could have spoken to me. But he got my attention with, if you build it, they will come. So here we go. Here we go. And so I'm very excited, and especially starting out the new secular year, um, with a plan with a plan for prayer, and also, you know, a vision. Let, let's, let's visualize these things coming to pass and the people who will lead and participate. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And um, one of the things that I saw in my 
email inbox this week was from Sid Roth, and I opened it up. The title of his email really didn't have a whole lot to do with the email, but I got so excited because it's a phrase that we've used a lot over the 27 years that we've been a congregation. And all I saw in the title of his email were these words, the best is yet to come. I know we've said that for years. So what? The best is yet to come. It doesn't, we can say it till Yeshua returns. And it will still be true. Because he's the best that is yet to come. So we don't grow weary, although I know many of us are. But if we look to the Lord for our strength, and there are so many scriptures that we can speak and declare and decree over ourselves that God will provide the strength that we need. I think of Psalm 92. Even in our old age, we will be fresh and flourishing. I'm believing that. I'm believing that. And so one of the, um, so when I, I, I looked at, and I read his little email about the best is yet to come, and there, and there wasn't, you know, much in there. And so I thought, well, what is, what is a scripture that kind of alludes to that idea, that concept that the best is yet to come? And so I did find one in my research. And then, don't you know, I got another email. I opened it up, and there was this scripture right in there. So I got the confirmation, the verse and the confirmation within a couple hours. So I'm not sure, oh, I didn't write down what translation this is, but it's all right. This is Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Stop dwelling on past events and brooding over times gone by. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on what we had. Don't dwell on dreams that may have not come to pass. You know, for years, we've seen the Orthodox looking in our windows along here and then walking in the door. I'm not giving up on that. I'm not giving up on that. That was a vision that we had years ago. I'm believing for it. In Israel, there are so many rabbis coming to know Yeshua. Why not here? Why not here? We won't dwell on the past. Oh, well, that didn't come to pass, and that didn't. So what? The best is yet to come. Believe for it. Believe for it. Yes. And don't brood over what's past, what maybe we've lost. No, no. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's keep our eyes on a God who is able. We keep our eyes on him. And then you, the Lord says, I am doing something new. Baruch Hashem. God is doing something new, and it is springing up. Can't you see it? God bless you. Can't you see it? I am making a road in the desert and rivers in the wasteland. So there were a couple of thoughts as I'm, 
pondering this scripture and asking the Lord about a scripture besides Isaiah 43, 18, 19. And so the Lord brought me back to a message that I gave I don't know how many years ago. And it's from Mark 5. And I don't even remember the context in which this message was given. But in Mark chapter 5, this, the uh, scripture that's right before where I'm going to pick up reading is the woman with the issue of blood who had been ill for 12 years, gone to so many doctors, no one was able to bring healing to her. And at the moment she touched the fringe of Yeshua's garment, she was immediately healed. And so as this woman is being healed, as Yeshua is asking, who is it who touched me that he felt power go out from him? And his Talmudim and those who were surrounding him said, how, how could we even see who, who possibly touched you because the crowd is pressing in? Well, the next passage that begins in verse 35 is this. While Yeshua was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? When Yeshua overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. Can we believe for this? Can we believe for this? He did not let anyone accompany him to the synagogue leader's home except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house and Yeshua saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead but asleep. They laughed at him but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talita kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. So, we look at this scripture. We know this scripture is an account of a miracle that Yeshua performed in raising up this little girl from the dead. But what Yeshua saw was a sleeping little girl. I'm not saying she was dead or she wasn't dead. I'm just telling you what Yeshua saw. This is really nothing new. These are things that we've had in place 
you know, the college and the youth group grew up, became the college and career group. The college and career group grew up, married each other, <laughs> and, and had children. So now they're the next generation. But I look at these things, and I think about, I think about dreams that have gone dormant. God is able to breathe life into those dreams that have gone dormant. What did he say? Don't be afraid, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Those dreams aren't dead. If they're just sleeping like the little girl, we can bring them back to life with our prayers, with our faith, with our worship. Do you believe this? Do you believe it? The other scripture that came to me is that not just, you know, dreams lying dormant, but hope being deferred. Anyone here have hope deferred? It makes your heart sick. That's what the scripture says. But we can bring hope back to life. We can restore hope through our faith in what Yeshua is able to do. It is time for us to say, Kumi, arise, dormant dreams. Arise, 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 dormant dreams. Arise, hope deferred. Restore our hope, Lord. At the end of the message that I gave, I don't know how many years ago, I challenged everyone with this challenge. If you believe God is able to revive dormant dreams, to revive hope, to restore, and once again redeem, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to grab a chair and name the person who you want to sit in that chair. And let me tell you, it's not about Lion of Judah. It's about any member of your family. That chair may be a seat at the table in another congregation. So what? It's a person going into the kingdom. This is not about growing Lion of Judah. This is about growing the kingdom of God. And so this is what we're going to do. And it may, it may be something that you remember that we did a bunch of years ago. But we're going to do it again. Because God says, behold, I do a new thing. I do a new thing. The seating capacity in here is 264. Can we believe for 264? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to get a chair, speak a person's name over it, believe for it, and see what God will do. Kumi, arise, arise, arise. Yeah? Yeah. Well, a chair for everybody.
speak the name. 